Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic. Bro, my mouth is on fire. Oh my god. <laughs> what you eating there? Uh, ghost pepper potato chips. From Trader Joe's, they're actually really good. They have like a kind of like a barbecue-ish taste, but my mouth is like on flames. I don't usually eat spicy chips. Every once in a while, um, they have a Dorito flavor <gasps> that's like, it's not, I'm, I don't remember what it's called. It's in a purple bag. Yeah, yeah it's like it's the like flaming sweet hot. sweet fire something. Mm. It like, it starts off when you, when you first bite into it, like has a little bit of a sweet taste, but then the back end is where the where the burning comes in oh yeah i don't think i've had and, that one but i know they have another one that's also kind of spicy so yeah they have they have a couple spicy flavors but like the the purple bag ones that i eat every once in a while are like not like they're not even that spicy but if you have like 10 of them then like after a while it's like okay. yeah it kind of adds up it builds yeah oh yeah i need to keep my eye on for that one then to try it but anyway oh cayman yes what movie are we reviewing today? We are going to be reviewing Godzilla 2014. Oh, it's not shit. called Godzilla 2014, but like there's a lot of movies just called Godzilla. So I had to specify that this is the one from 2014. Are they all the same? What do you mean? Like, are all the Godzillas the same or is it just like a remake of the 2014 one? No, it, no, no, no. It's just like, like there was one in 1998. Um directed by roland emmerich that was very different okay um and then there was like a whole a whole series of films that came out in japan in the 1950s the the character is the same but yeah <clears throat> interesting yeah i don't think i'd ever seen any of the godzillas and it's funny because um I, I remembered yesterday when i was watching it that i actually had a godzilla toy and i never knew really? what it was yeah I never knew what it was supposed to be. And yesterday I was like, oh shit, like that was Godzilla. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if like I had that, like why I had it, if it was once my parents or something, I'm not sure. But at one point I had a Godzilla stuffed animal, but it was the Godzilla from the 1998 film. And it is, it's not that pretty. Uh, does it look more quote unquote scary or just like not as clean? Yeah, here, let me. Let me send you a picture real quick because it's like it's just out there. Huh. Like it literally just looks like a dinosaur. What in the world? <laughs> That's literally a T-Rex yeah. with spikes on his back. Yep. Okay. I feel like as a kid, I remember watching it and being like, cool. But also I like didn't really like I wasn't really into movies, so I didn't really like care. I was just like, yeah, this is a movie. I enjoy movies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this uh that that 1998 one was uh was not good yikes is that to their standards or today's standards even at the time a, a lot of people didn't really like it oh gosh this movie had an estimated budget of 160 million dollars oh my gosh very expensive but also it's very cg heavy so that's probably where most of the money's going i'm pretty sure that's the most expensive movie we've covered then 160 million yeah yeah, I think so. Number one most expensive. And it made almost 525 million. Okay. 
People really like Godzilla. Is it like one of those like American pastime movies that people really enjoy? Is that why it made so much money? Um, I mean, it's definitely like in the zeitgeist, but okay. the original Godzilla movies were in Japan, but it like it spread throughout the world. And so at, at some point, everyone became familiar with Godzilla. I think the 1998 one was the first American made Godzilla movie. Uh huh. And then nothing happened for a long time. And then this movie came out and then it has like three more sequels from this movie interesting okay okay so what did you think about the movie um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it thoroughly just there were some things that like kind of were obvious to me as a viewer that were like just not like well done or not correct um and i only have a few of these points quite honestly i only have two of them but they were like like sore thumbs to me kind of um but overall i did think it was enjoyable it was fun to watch and it was fun to like think about like this giant these big things you know, doing what they did in Loki. If you guys hadn't seen the movie yet since 2014, you're kind of like me, but but you should definitely go watch it if you haven't. Yeah, for sure. I think this is definitely worth a clean watch. If you if you haven't seen it, this is this is one of those that I would highly recommend watching it before listening to us talk about it. 100%, 100%. I, I would put this movie at um, probably a 93%. Okay, okay. I feel I'd I'd maybe give it like a 85. Mm-hmm. I guess we should go ahead and play. <laughs> is it fresh or is it rotten? Guess the percentage of positive reviews out of all the reviews this movie has gotten. <laughs> all right. So we've we've both given it a pretty, pretty decently high score. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of people agree with us or do you think only a little bit of people agree with us? Man, I fucking hope a lot of people agree with us. Uh. I think a lot. How many lots? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe like 90. I'll give it a 90. 90% of people. Nine out of 10 people like this movie. Yeah. Is your guess. If you tell well, me three or something, I, I'm literally just stopping. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Our fresh review comes from Nicolas Ruiz from, and forgive me because I don't speak Spanish at all, Codigo Espaghetti. Oh, you are not forgiven. Oh, my gosh. I honestly have no idea how to pronounce this. Oh, gosh. Okay. Nothing in Spanish is spaghetti, okay? Listen, it looks exactly like spaghetti. Oh, my gosh. What did he have to say? Um, He said, Godzilla doesn't always work, but when it does, it's an effective and visually stunning take of a contemporary myth that will surely please fans of kaiju culture. Wait, when what doesn't what when what works? The movie. Godzilla? Yeah. Oh, okay. And our rotten review comes from Rick Kissinock from Seven Days. And Rick says, If devastation porn is your cup of tea, then this is the picture for you. <laughs> That's all it has to offer. Just monster on monster building bashing action like you haven't seen since maybe last week. <laughs> I don't agree with that. It was not the whole time monster, monster bash. Okay. That was literally like maybe, maybe a quarter of the movie was monster. I think, bashing. I, th- I don't think he's like referencing how much of the movie was that. I think he's saying that was the only good part of it. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. And he's saying like, even though that was the only good part, it was not that special because you can see stuff like that in every other movie. And okay. I see what you're saying. 
I don't know. I thought the buildup to it was kind of cool, but we'll get into that. I don't usually do this, but I'll, I'll give you another another rotten review here just to sort of flesh out these people's opinions. This this one is from Luis Project from Rec Arts Movies Reviews. Mm-hmm. And they said, this one is geared to the teenage audience brought up on video games. Instead of a meditation on nuclear perils, it is Transformers type junk. What? I don't get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm never going to understand these people's critiques. I'm not changing my score. Are you changing your score? Well, I can see the score, so it would be fair oh, of me to change mine. <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> just give it to us. Give it to us all. The Rotten Tomato score for Godzilla is 76%. Wow, that's really bad. I mean, it's still positive. It's, it's still, yeah, still three out of four people liked it. But damn, 76%? That's a lot lower than I thought it would be. I understand that people are upset that they went to see a Godzilla movie and there wasn't that much Godzilla. That's true. Okay, that's fair. That's what I was saying. Like, I thought with that one review, I thought you were saying, like, it was too much Godzilla. And I was like, what? but let's do the um the spoiler section now, yeah? Let's stop for a second for a quick ad break. Oh. So buckle up, audience. Here we go. Enjoy. That was a good one. It's always good whenever we hear those ads. You know why, Cayman? Because <laughs> you just love making money. Yep, we love making money and we love informing the audience about, you know, some good stuff. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into the spoiler section. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the spoiler section. If you don't want to know what the movie's about, don't listen. So one of the... I guess most frustrating parts for me was the lack of Brian Cranston, who, if you don't know, was the uh, the father character in the movie. And you probably, I'm I'm assuming you don't remember the commercials from when this movie was was coming out, but no. the trailer for this movie was like. 70 percent brian cranston and like really made it seem like he was going to be the main character and then in the actual movie he is in like maybe 20 minutes and yep. then dies <laughs> yeah 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 this is that's actually one of the things that i wrote down too yeah that was one of the things that like really ticked me off i literally wrote down i said killing dad off so early was dumb <laughs> yeah um, it's it's just like and everyone knows that he can give a really good performance. And I think in the scenes that he's in, he does give a really good performance. Yeah. And so taking him out of the movie so early, it, it just makes it less exciting. Like, like the, I agree. The scene where the, the reactor is breaking down and he like has to say goodbye to his wife through the freaking tiny little glass window while she's suffocating on radioactive gas i'm yeah. like which was that a, was an emotional scene yeah it, it it was and then you know the door closed on him and i gotta say though like there were and this is like just tiny nitpicky stuff but like it i did kind of bother me how late the second door was 
True. Like he he pressed the button to close the door, and then he's like sitting there crying, and then they have their like sweet goodbye moment, and then like freaking a uh, like five minutes go by, and then mm. a second pair of doors close. <laughs> I'm like, if this is trying to contain nuclear radiation, that should have closed immediately. Immediately. Like, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> like, what definitely... is this door? It, yeah and i and i kind of think also like yes it was like a nice sentiment to the wife but at the same time i kind of it was kind of cringe for me to like f- for the wife then to to come up because when he closed the door like she was already so far behind and the gas was like already everywhere and like if you've ever been in like some thick ass fog you have no idea where you're going right for sure and that hallway was super fucking long and there's no way i don't think there's any way for him to be able to run around the corner um all of them by the way run around the corner and then you know run up to the door and start banging on it i i don't i I don't uh, buy it also like obviously i've never i've never seen an an actual nuclear plant breakdown (laughs) but right i feel like the uh i feel like the radiation isn't just like this perfectly visible cloud of smoke like you probably got radiation poisoning before that smoke catches up with you and and here's the thing like i don't even think that was radiation poisoning i just i don't i they he like at one point he like said um he was like oh you won't you won't last five seconds with or without the suit and i'm like what does that mean like obviously she she wasn't like choking to death so it's like but like Usually the danger with severe radiation poisoning is just like you get super cancer. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I'm like like yeah, that's bad, but they they'd probably <laughs> starve to death before the cancer killed them. Right, right. And 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 here's here's why I also don't think it was like adding on to what you're saying because I totally agree. Um when they in the middle of the movie when they were talking about how that monster thing made its way like underground all the way over to the plant to basically suck its newt or eat on eat its uh you know the harmful radioactive waste yeah um i think that's what that was it was like coming up from underground and all they saw was like the smoke of everything collapsing right i i think it was i mean it was probably a mixture of both like i think the smoke might have been from the from the monster but also like if a monster is coming up through your nuclear reactor, it's going to fail and there's going to be radiation yeah, all over the place. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But you know what it should have been instead? A giant fucking ball of fire, just like flames coming down that the hallway. Crazy. That's what it should have been. Not little smoke. Yeah. And then she takes her suit off. And I thought what they were going to do was like, you know, put like super corny, put their hands on the window, <laughs> or like kiss the window. But, I also thought it was kind of, I kind of lame that um, uh, the the other guys that were like with her. Yes, they were dying and they're desperate. But like, why you why you banging on the door? Like anyone is going to open that. Like you really like at that point, you know, that if you are any sort of scientist, which I'm assuming all of those people were, they know that they're already dead. 100%. So, yeah, it's too late for you. Yeah. At that point, it's your job. Like, you know what they would have probably with them? Like those those pills that you'd bite on and like instantly kill yourself with. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Um, I feel like that was one thing. Okay. And here's another thing, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead. Well, I guess it's the same time almost. Well, but 
before you get too far ahead, I had one oh. more thing about uh, about Brian Cranston. That I mean, like I said, loved his performance. I wish he was in the movie longer. But there was one other thing that kind of bothered me. Oh, <laughs> is I feel like I don't know. It felt a little. What's the right word to use? Like colonial. <laughs> that oh, like oh. I, I I don't. I don't know what his job position was, but it seemed like he had a fair bit of authority. Like in the beginning, we see him on the phone and it like at first it sounded like the person he was talking to was his boss Uh because he was like apologizing. He was like, oh, yeah, like totally trying to give you all the respect and stuff. But then at the end of the conversation, he he said something like, I don't care. Just get it done. And I'm like, so wait, are is that your boss or are you? like their supervisor like who's in charge in this conversation (laughs) and then when he actually mm -hmm. gets to the plant it's like he's like walks in the freaking uh laboratory and is like asking questions and giving orders to other people and i'm like that's all fine and dandy someone has to be in charge but it did feel a little weird to me that it's like this room full of japanese people and then the one white guy is in charge yeah yeah i agree but he did seem kind of cuckoo, like like he did seem like a cuckoo scientist, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you can get back to what you were gonna say now. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, um, when the monster was escaping the first the first monster that we meet that yeah um, was at that plant many years later when the dad and son went down to check it out, right? Yep. Yep. Um, what I did not like when the plant was like. You know, they separated the dad because they took him into questioning and the son was still in the that vehicle, the car, right? The police vehicle, yeah. van or whatever it was. Yep. And then the dad climbs up like after being interrogated for a while, like asking to see his son to make sure he's okay, climbs up um, onto like the scaffolding and um, the, the, the cranes begin to fall because this creature is waking up, right? Right. Yeah. Um, right when the crane begins to fall, it like... The, the sun is still in like side the van and it smashes part of the van and the dad literally yells down um, to that. Like he, he da- I, this is what I wrote. Why dad yelled forward when he didn't know where he was when the cables <laughs> collapsed. Like the dad is yeah, up there was- asking for a son and then he like the thing falls He's like forward, like watch out forward. Like, oh. I was thinking that same exact thing. I was like, how do these two people know where each other is? Because the same thing happened when um, when Ford got out of the truck and then he like looked up and saw his dad like halfway across the freaking site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, and I'm glad it, it, I'm glad you noticed that as well, because it was triggering. I that's like. Those two things, those two primary things at the beginning of the movie were like the cringe ones. And then they, yeah. And don't even get me started on the son, like all of a sudden becoming like the expert on this. Although he doesn't know jack shit, except for like this one thing his dad said. (laughs) Like, that's such a stupid thing that like, as soon as his dad dies, which also I like, I remember, I remembered that he was going to die, but I didn't remember exactly when. And that like pissed me off even more because like that crane falls and you see the bridge collapse and he and he falls. And I was like, oh, shit, did he is this the death scene? Like he just died just now. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't like I don't remember it being so quick. But then like, yeah. they just draw it out so long and right. you like see him being put in an ambulance and it's like, OK, maybe he's still alive. And then he's like in a helicopter. Helicopter and like, being okay, care okay. flighted. And, he, and, and here's then the he, thing. Like, 
in the helicopter yeah. when um they were all in there and that Asian guy and the white lady look at each other, right? As if they knew something. I thought they were going to inject him with like some super top secret serum that will get his heart beating again because he was like losing uh like I, I don't know, he he was just dying up up yeah. there. He was flatlining. And I thought they were going to like, you know, cut scenes and then like you know, his son's like waiting for him and his dad comes out, that kind of thing. And they start, you know, doing this thing, teamwork, dad and son together. But no, they just fucking kill him. Yeah. And it, like, there's this whole thing, the ambulance, the helicopter. And then even at the end of the helicopter scene, he like, it looks like he kind of died, but they like, they play it in a way where you're like, not certain. And then it's like three scenes later, you yep. see them like finally zip up the body bag and you're like, oh, okay, he's dead now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why couldn't he just die in the beginning if you were going to do that anyway? It it was hundred percent the hope factor. They really would just wanted to piss us off because they literally killed off their best actor in the whole movie. So awkward. Uh, but yeah, l- like you said, the the idea that there's this great scientist and then he dies, and they're just like, oh well, we'll take your son. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how this works. Right. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. <laughs> he, he literally doesn't know and doesn't care. And he said that too. Yeah, he was like, I just thought my dad was crazy. And that's okay. So this actually reminds me of another stupid thing that the the um, organization is called Monarch, mm-hmm. uh, which is this like top secret organization, whatever. But the uh, the other stupid thing that this just reminded me of, because obviously uh, they they go back into the quarantine zone to like find his little floppy disks, and they had like just made a point that he got arrested for going into the quarantine zone, yeah, like a week earlier. And they get arrested again, but then instead of just like kicking them out or like sending them to jail, they bring them to the top secret location. And yep. I'm like, what are they doing? Yep. Like, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. So for me, it was like they were at home and they saw the site like across the river. And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, like all these police cars, like all these helicopters, how are they going to get over there? And they literally got driven over there by the people. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, what? This is not how you arrest people. Right, right. You like, you take them away from the site. So that oh, was, yeah, yeah. was kind of dumb. Yeah, I, I feel like the the beginning of the movie had like the most hiccups, I would say, that I like noted. Because like, obviously the, the second and third and fourth half, or I guess the second half of the movie. <laughs> Four halves. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I divided a lot in my head. No, like the second half half of the movie was basically a super simple storyline that was just like fun to follow because it, it, yeah, there was I, no like critical thinking involved. I, I'm, I yeah, I, I definitely I had like overall problems with like the second and third act, but I feel like the beginning is where I had very specific problems after all of this happens and the the muto wakes up like everything after that i'm just like it's it's more general the, the issues that i have with it yeah speaking of the sun aaron taylor johnson is is the actor who plays ford brody and he was probably the weakest performance in in this film and it really bothered me that there was so much time spent with him cuz i just i just wasn't feeling anything I 100% agree. I I think he was just like, I think the performance with him and his dad was weak, like that he gave out. If you were like a hurt son and whatnot. And I also think that he was just for me, like one of those typical military guys. And he didn't even play that well. (laughs) 
So. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, like the perfect example. There is there is a scene later on in the movie where uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays his wife, uh, Elle, I think. And there there's a scene later in the movie where they're like on the phone with each other and she's at work at the hospital and he calls and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm coming to get you. I'm going to get you out of the city. And she like hasn't heard from him in like weeks. And so she's like breaking down crying and it's like, this super emotional scene and I was really feeling for her but then his half of the phone call was like so boring and I just felt like he didn't care at all <laughs> and I it was mean, like it's kind of irritating <laughs> maybe maybe he was like trying to you know take part and you know be like his dad you know his dad didn't care too much for him because of his job and I think he was doing the same thing that's not at all what I got out of it <laughs> yeah I mean doesn't excuse poor performance either way. Uh, there were just a few things in there that was just like, like the scene where uh, he fell off the bridge and then he like wakes up somewhere like covered head to toe in mud, just like sitting yeah. up somewhere. Yeah, he he totally just like lucks his way through this movie. Yeah, like everything He's is like, luck. Yeah, he gets picked up by the secret organization and then they like take him to a random military base and then he is like just walking around town at the same exact time that a train is passing through going to san francisco and so he gets With on the train nuclear bombs right and it's just like there wasn't really any reason to how he got back to san francisco other than just happening to be yeah. in the right place at the right time yeah there was like no mission except for at the very and end then he's, he's just like, getting like i'm a bomb expert you should use me right and then they that is so forced because it's like uh, they said like everyone on the train yep. was also a bomb expert but then later on they're like oh he's he's the only one that survived <laughs> so it's like now the entire fate of this operation rests on this guy that yeah, wasn't and then they like parachute into the city and the one guy and they they couldn't see through the clouds so it was like a gamble again if he would hit the if he would hit the uh buildings yeah. or not it was just like a whole thing the halo drop was a cool scene though it was a cool scene but usually when military people drop right it's much cleaner like they they apparently all dropped in he like looked around no one was there or I don't, what, yeah, he saw the monster and then all of a sudden there were like all these guys behind him like already landed and getting ready to go into position. But I feel like military landing, like they land within feet of each other. No, it's probably a little harder in like a downtown part of a city, though. That, that's fair. And that would be more even more reason to like get lost. But he, he even said that he saw two of them not make it because they hit like buildings or something. I'm not sure. Well, they even mentioned that before they were like. They're like, if you don't, if you don't hit a skyscraper on the way down, then you're lucky. You have to make it to the checkpoint. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure there'll be more things that pop up, but let's talk about, so these are all negatives that came to mind. What are the positives? Okay. So yeah, let's, let's take a break <laughs> and, and talk about what we liked real quick. Um, first of all, I thought this movie did a fucking fantastic job at presenting scale like there were so many shots where you just like you really get the sense of how ginormous these creatures yeah. are yeah like godzilla comes out of the ocean and it like causes a freaking tsunami and then there's the shot where like the soldiers shoot the flares up into the sky yeah. and it like it looks like they're going really high and then you see them <laughs> pass by godzilla and it's just like 
his thigh. Yeah, it's like his like and you're like holy fucking shit. <laughs> I, yeah, that was and and one time he was like in mid city and he was like standing straight up and he like literally bumped into the building and it was like his height almost. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, dude, what? Or like at at the airport you see like the 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 muto lands and destroys some planes and there's like all these explosions going off and everyone inside the airport is screaming and then you just see this like humongous godzilla foot come down and everyone is like immediately silent and yeah. i was like that shit's tight i thought that was kind of a funny scene too because right before we saw the foot like one plane exploded and then the wing flew onto another plane and that plane exploded yeah and then something from that plane went onto the plane next to it and that plane exploded <laughs> and you know like that's not really how it works but um yeah i mean probably not but yeah I've, then, I've never watched a plane explode at an airport. So. <laughs> I have neither, but that was just too much. Like three in a row, just like right next to each other. Yeah, all of the scenes where you can see like a, a human being next to one of these creatures. And like, it is just mind blowing how large they are. Yeah, yeah. I also thought like when the big mother and Godzilla started fighting, it was really cool. I, I thought the, the yeah. male version of the quote unquote bad creature was just really fucking annoying the Mewtwo. Yeah, I'm I'm glad when he died. But like I thought the Godzilla and the mom fighting scenes were sick cuz they were both like the same size basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another part was when Godzilla was down, down at the very end he was tired or whatever, I don't know, taking a break. <laughs> and the Asian do- uh, prof- uh, professor, doctor, scientist was like standing there looking at him and then all of a sudden like he breathed and like his eye opened. That was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that part. I really, I loved, I love, loved the sound design of the oh. the Mutos and Godzilla. Yep. Like, like the, just all of the like weird little noises yeah. that they made and the roars, like the rumbling, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I feel like they they should have and could have definitely milked also um, when the mom laid all the eggs right, and then Ford went and basically caught them on fire and blew them up. I feel like they could have milked that more rather than like them stop being up, beating up Godzilla, coming back to look at the eggs and then like crying out in pain. Like a- either after that, I thought she was going to go in like a rampage and start destroying shit because that's what any parent would technically do. I don't I know. Mean, not necessarily. People have different reactions. Maybe, but, but she I thought, was pretty pissed I, off I, when I the eggs died. I kind of liked the, uh, <laughs> the idea that like, because you really, you really get the sense in this film that like none of them are really monsters like the mutos weren't set out to destroy anything they were like literally just wanted to make some babies yeah yeah but they were yeah i guess you're right and i mean like Mm. they were absorbing radiation so like yeah they were huge and they could knock down buildings just by walking by but like they were also getting rid of a lot of dangerous weapons <laughs> that's fair yeah there's like the positive and negative i guess like at the same time like godzilla he also destroyed buildings but his yeah only... godzilla wiped out all of freaking honolulu yeah with a tsunami <laughs> true but that's like not his fault that's just physics <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know yeah, I, I, Godzilla was just as bad, but, you know, those other creatures were just, I, I don't know why they were displayed as so evil. Yeah, and that's that's another mm. thing I, that I had on on my dislike list is at the end when Godzilla's leaving, like, you see, like, crowds cheering for him. Yeah. And I'm like, 
absolutely no one would be cheering for Godzilla. It doesn't matter if he killed the other monsters. He probably killed thousands, if not millions of your loved ones. I agree. Like, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that part I didn't get either. Um, because, you know, even at the start. So here's the funny thing. At the start, they were even trying to kill Godzilla still. Like even when he was trying to yeah. go get in there and like kill the monsters, they were like blocking him off and like shooting him with tanks and RPGs and whatnot. And well, then, the, at first, because when he was just swimming, they were just like following him yeah. with all the ships. Right. I think that they they really didn't start shooting at him until he started going towards the Golden Gate Bridge, which oh, obviously there's like the a city bunch of civilians such. on the on the bridge, and so they were probably just shooting to like try and defend mm. the citizens. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and 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 there too, we saw the sheer size of this thing, like. Him getting up yeah. and the boat was like a toothpick on his back. Like, yeah. it was pretty cool. Okay, so while while we're uh, talking about this, let's uh, let's talk for a second about the military in this movie because there was there was a lot of it. There was a lot of <laughs> this. This movie was big, big focus on military. Yeah, and um, I feel like a lot of it could be like interpreted as almost like propaganda y like oh wow the military is so cool but uh I, I feel i don't know something was like so different about the way that the military was portrayed in this film yeah where i feel like normally in a movie like what what you want to do to emotionally connect people to your main character if your main character is a soldier like we have in this case is what you would normally do in a movie is you have all of the like big wigs in the offices like making decisions and they don't they don't understand the situation so they're just like telling you to do things and then you have boots on the ground who are like because they're physically in the environment and they have firsthand knowledge of the situation they like they they don't follow orders and they like do something differently and that and that's what saves the day yeah but i feel like they almost did the opposite in this movie where like all of the foot soldiers just seemed really stupid I but agree. then when i was think yeah. when i was thinking about the like the overall plan from like the the admiral i was like no that makes perfect sense like you should definitely do that like because they their plan was they were like oh we're gonna take a nuclear bomb 20 miles offshore and because the monsters are attracted to radiation they're all gonna move out like way out in the middle of the ocean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then once they get there we're gonna drop another bigger bomb that should hopefully kill them and then it's like freaking uh dr sarazawa was like no no don't drop the bomb godzilla will beat them and i'm like no no but godzilla is still dangerous inside the city right. if anything take them out into the middle of the ocean and if the bomb doesn't work godzilla can kill them way out there right, right like none of this needs to happen near san francisco <laughs> true and then and then he brought up like you know hiroshima with his pocket watch and he was like my dad gave me this yeah and i was like mm. oh another thing that this is like not not really related to the quality of the film but the the admiral I don't even remember, like William something, Admiral William, whatever, the guy that was like in charge of everything. Um, the actor that plays him is also on a show called The Expanse. Mm -hmm. And I I watched this movie like 
when it came out in 2014 but now watching it again after having watched the expanse i like i couldn't i couldn't separate <laughs> him from the expanse wait and i was like why? it i was like it just it felt so weird to see because he like he has a different accent and he looks different and so it just like it felt weird for me seeing him just be like this random american general oh i see what you're saying yeah do you think that when did this movie come out like the original original you said earlier in the movie oh or in the podcast um the the original godzilla came out in 54 do you think that they were playing kind of a metaphor that hiroshima was godzilla well that that was the entire point oh okay like it, it's and it's it's much more obvious in the original movies like godzilla is a metaphor for the dangers of nuclear weapons oh okay yeah i i didn't know that i just kind of thought you know yeah and and like the, the entire the entire like mythos behind him in the original movies is that like he was created because of a nuclear bomb interesting well then i think it's really funny that he's the one that kills wait, wait in the original did they also have these other monsters or was it just him destroying shit um i think the original was just godzilla but that makes sense. They, okay they made like eight movies back then and they they also like put other monsters in there eventually okay because i i think it's funny that now godzilla is portrayed as the good guy and the things that are taking away nuclear waste are the bad guys if the original idea of the movie was supposed to be like nuclear is bad it makes these monsters you know yeah I, that's a good point yeah it kind of did I like a whole you, 180 flip i just sent you a side by side of the the character he played in godzilla and the character he plays in the expanse oh the expanse do i know this movie it's a show oh but i mean you you probably don't know it but i would like anyone and anyone listening i very highly recommend the expanse it is literally my favorite show oh interesting I know I've seen like that character before. I just I don't think know. right now it's it's on it's on Amazon Prime Video. Okay, okay. Yeah, but so let me go back to what I was saying with the the fact that the overall plan of drawing the monsters out into the middle of the ocean makes perfect sense and I fully support it. 100%. Everything everything that happens after that stupid as shit. No, I agree. Transporting this bomb by train that's moving like 10 miles an hour, stupid. Like you've already admitted that the monsters are attracted to this bomb. You have to know that the train is not going to get to the coastline faster than the monsters can get to the train. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the reason I thought they were using the train is because it was a steam powered train, correct? Or at least I, I hope it was. If not, that it, it's all bad at that point. Yeah, but like they could have like you could have easily loaded that onto like a super jet and then you just like fly above the like sphere radius of, of the EMP, mm -hmm. which is like, that's exactly what they did with the halo jump. Right. It's like, you just fly really high. Right. And then even if it sets off the pulse, it's not going to shut down your engines. However, there are a lot of, a lot of, uh, pilots later in the movie who i guess either weren't briefed on the capabilities of the mutos or just didn't care because yeah, when 
Yeah, when when they attack San Francisco, the freaking Muto does it again and sets off yeah. the EMP and all the lights go out. And then you see like eight different planes just fall out of the sky. And I'm like, why are you flying planes? You knew that this was a possibility. Right. Like no one should be in the air. That, That's the most dangerous place. <laughs> see, this is one of the things that I was like thinking about earlier when you were talking about is this movie kind of like military propaganda because there's so much of it. it in my opinion, I, I think it pointed it, it painted the military as being basically, you know, like the stereotypical military, like dumb. And they just want to go in there and shoot shit. Like that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. That's the dissonance for me is I feel like when you look at the actions that the military takes, it's all, it's all very stupid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the way that the movie portrays them it feels like the movie is trying to make them look heroic, even though they're doing stupid shit. And so that's why I'm like a little confused because it's like, it seems to me that from the movie's perspective, the military are not a bunch of dumbasses. But mm. when you like see on paper, like this, these are the things that they are doing. Then you're like, no, those, those people are dumbasses. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's a hard, it's a fine line that they tried to like, go between because like the military was also seen as kind of like the heroes you know and yeah. especially ford yeah I, um, okay so a question for you how did the two monsters mate exactly i mean they don't, they don't show it so i have no idea <laughs> yeah i mean if the, the big thing of this movie is that like they're going to come together the weird part for me was before they even met like she already had the eggs in her stomach did like she? the pouch yeah like we we saw it whenever he was like on that like the train scene that's when we saw that was after they met though was that after they met yeah they uh i think that the first time they met was um was the one outside the the airport i thought yeah i don't know the only thing i know is like when they met he gave her the uh one of the bombs bombs. yeah and i was like is that how they mated like they kissed they touched noses and he gave her a nuclear bomb now what? No, I think they just didn't want to show us two giant monsters humping. I mean, they didn't have to show them humping. They can, I mean, it could, it could also be, be like a, it. It could have been like a, maybe they're more like fish, and like she has the eggs, and then after she lays them, then the male goes over and like fertilizes them after she's already laid the eggs. You know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't I not once during this movie did I think about how they made it (laughs) I did because it was supposed to be a big part of it like they they call to each other and then they meet and then it's like oh they're the eggs and then like five minutes later the eggs burn (laughs) so like the whole point of like the movie's already over technically because the whole reason they tried to meet was to mate so I don't think that's the point of the movie, though. I mean, well, the point of them, you know? Well, yeah, they I mean, they die pretty shortly after that. I so know, yeah. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a big premise was of this of this was the meeting. So I feel like they should have done something cool with like either how they lay the eggs or I, I don't know, something about the. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, building tension, too much tension. And then the tension was gone way too quick, too. <laughs> And like all of the, uh, I mean, like that goes back to what we were saying about the the negative review people is like there are like a, a quite a few times during this movie where like it looks like a fight scene is about to start and then it cuts away. Yeah. And so you'll see like like during the airport, like they Godzilla roars and it's like this gorgeous moment. And then the second they start charging at each other, 
it you cut to freaking little bobby whatever his face is sitting on the couch (laughs) and then you see like in the background the monsters fighting on tv yeah which was also a really big letdown because like you said earlier that foot scene when we saw like the the foot and the thigh that was a cool part and then they ruined it and also another thing where did godzilla's laser or fire spitting abilities come from in this movie or in general in this movie i guess I, mean, I don't know. Like, does he also eat nuclear waste, or where did that power come from? I'm I'm confused. I, I don't think they ever explain it, but that that is like normally that is one of Godzilla's ability is his atomic breath. Atomic breath, so it is atomic. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Okay. Which that scene also fucking loved his atomic breath. That first scene where like the uh, you see the muto like sitting there, and then it's like obviously super smoky because all of the buildings have been destroyed and so there's just like dust and shit everywhere yeah and then you see this faint little blue light and the like the yep 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 i fucking love that yeah, it, was, it was really good and then i also kind of like the part where he actually finally killed the female monster where he like yeah. opened her mouth and like shot that fucking laser beam down her throat <laughs> i was like damn gain him yeah like you said yeah, the, fucking... the audio effects that they had going on was like the rumbling yeah, the, or the calling the sound design was just yeah amazing super good super good it really like you know made you almost feel like the fear that the people there could have yeah. because of the sounds because they're so unearthly you know yeah i didn't mind the fact that we didn't like proper see the fights until the ending like i definitely like i got excited every time it was about to happen but then I don't know. It felt it felt more satisfying just having like a bunch of teasing and then the big fight at the end rather than like if they had shown us every single one of those fights, I'd have been like, all right, I'm kind of over it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit of foreplay is always good. Yeah. It's <laughs> like uh, <laughs> to use a, a less uh, a less sexual example, <laughs> uh, uh, a similar a similar sort of thing happened in uh in the movie jaws although that that one was unintentional but um have you seen jaws no in in the movie jaws you don't actually see the shark until like way towards the end of the movie oh you see the fin right yeah originally they were going to have more shark scenes but the the animatronic shark broke and they didn't they didn't have enough money to fix it or build a new one i didn't know that so really yeah and so they just didn't they didn't have a shark for most of filming. That's fucking but hilarious. It, it, but it ended up paying off because throughout the movie, you like rather than just seeing a bunch of shark attacks, you just feel the tension and you like it impacts you in like just this constant state of danger where you're like, oh shit, there could literally like there could be a shark attack uh, anytime. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, I get that. That makes sense. And so like that's that's kind of that's kind of kind of how I felt about this is like just giving us a little bit of monster fight but then at the end you're like no no here's the monsters like really going at it. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. 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 Like I I didn't have I didn't have too big of a problem with that. I think for me the biggest problem in the movie was them killing off the dad. <laughs> that was my issue. That was that was definitely sad. Yeah. But back back to the uh fight scene just a, another thing that I thought was great i mean the whole the whole entire fight scene is amazing but 
when he kills the uh the male muto because he's like flying around and he keeps biting him and then flying off and flying back and like stabbing him and flying off yeah and then the last time he like you see him swooping in it's this big thing and then like right as he comes in godzilla just like turns around and just thwomp, like tail whips him yeah smacks the shit out of him into was, the building yeah it was so satisfying just smacks him right into this building and there's like giant pieces of the building sticking through his body and i'm like yeah. that bitch dead he got fucking shanked and then the building fell on godzilla <laughs> so yeah, it's Godz- like godzilla also got real fucked he got up by fucked, that, but yeah he got <laughs> fucked up and then all i like it didn't even show him like getting up after that building hit really just kind of there he was again yeah <laughs> okay um i think the last thing that i had to talk about because i mean we're at the end of the film anyway yeah but the bomb on the boat honestly <laughs> everything that happens with that bomb i like weird it just didn't it didn't make any sense nope. to me no nope. ford went, went before they start the mission before the halo drop even they're like how long would it take to disarm that bomb and ford is like if i can get access to it i can disarm it in 90 seconds and i was like that is stupid fast and when they get to the bomb they like they give like three yanks on the little door the little and they're casing? like, well, yep. I guess we can't get in. Yeah, they're like, it's too <laughs> And they just much. give up. Yeah. I'm like, it was what, like 25, 30 minutes still left on the clock. Yeah, a, and they were like, nah, time. fuck it. Let's take it to the boat. I was like, no, no, no. If you spent like 10 minutes and pried that door off, you could just disarm the bomb. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Like w- when they finally make it to the boat and freaking ford is taking forever because he had to light the eggs on fire or whatever but he he gets there and the obviously the mother muto is is attacking everyone and then they just like keep shooting their guns which i'm like i understand that like this is a life or death situation and that's like first of all that's the only thing they've been trained to do and second of all you're like if i'm about to die i might as well try to do some damage kind <laughs> of a thing my clip yeah right but like obviously those guns are not doing anything and like the people on the bridge she crushed the people that were on the boat shooting and then people on a bridge behind her start shooting and then those people get crushed and then more people like up on a higher level start shooting and i'm like if you stopped shooting she probably wouldn't even notice you and you could survive and you like help out with the bomb like by shooting at her you are drawing attention to yourself and that is why you're dying yeah i agree i agree it, 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 it's interesting because like you say like they might she might not notice them i think like she wouldn't care about them she would notice them because like remember that bridge scene when they were like hiding from her yeah um and then she like noticed him but then the same thing she noticed him also after he burned the eggs yeah and, like he didn't make any sound so i feel like she's like very aware but of course, like yeah, people probably. shooting at you is just fucking annoying as hell. So like you're gonna die. <laughs> like yeah, I I can imagine like imagine like us being mon like giant people, right? And I mean it's it's just like getting like an ant bite, right? Like it's like obviously it's not it, even if you get fifty ant bites, like it's not gonna kill you. I mean as long as they're not like weird venomous ants, right? But, like right. just a normal ant bite is not gonna kill you, no. but it is annoying and it's gonna hurt. And so you're like fuck you ant and you crush and you it fucking smash the shit out of it yeah yeah and that's exactly what they were doing i mean i don't know like at one point they're like for like the military like there has to be like some kind of a say of like ceasefire like you're not doing yourself any good 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, even the tanks didn't do jack shit to him, so, like... (laughs) Also, I don't know how... Because it looked to me... I don't know, maybe I didn't see it correctly, but it looked to me as if... As if she, like, knocked off the back half of that boat. And so then, when he, like, turns the boat on and gets it moving, I was like, how does that boat still work? I don't know. I don't... I might have missed that. I, I don't know exactly what she did to the boat. I just know all of a sudden, I think she EMP'd or something. I'm not quite sure. I thought, I'm did, pretty sure she just like smacked it or like she? bit it or something. Cause there were people on the boat and she killed them with something and an EMP uh, wouldn't kill them. I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, so he, he gets on the boat and tries to open it one more time. And there's like 13 minutes left. So I, he like puts the boat on autopilot, which is like also confusing. Cause it's just like this, this old like boat, I, what, old rinky dinky what boat. is, and, has like, and it did it didn't look like he like he didn't set an address or anything he just clicked autopilot no, and then laid he, down i'm like i think he did it was like in the middle of the ocean oh, I, I i must have not seen that it was like but... really quick <laughs> even then like i don't know if that was like it's setting it or if it was just like a map i don't know i'm not quite but sure even then this this just looked like some old guy's like fishing boat yep. i'm like does he have autopilot <laughs> and this is this is another thing that i want to bring up like the military's backup backup plan was to bring this giant nuclear device to a boat and then last second go out, right? How did the military yep. not have a boat ready for them? Like a speed You'd boat. you think that they would, or, but they did not. Yeah, they, uh, it came up. It, it was in my mind. It was like, why didn't they have a speed boat? Why are they in a fishing boat right now? Speaking of a speed boat, is is like literally and i dislike because i thought about this while i was watching and first of all because you see obviously he like he sets the autopilot and then like passes out and then you see a helicopter come and rescue him right. and while he's in the helicopter in the background the boat like goes off to the distance and then explodes right and i i when i saw the bomb explode behind the helicopter i was like there's zero chance there at a safe distance yeah it was really close like that shock wave i was like for sure would have done shit something to yeah, the helicopter like the shock wave would have destroyed the helicopter yeah. the radiation would have hit them immediately they would all die of cancer yeah yeah I, and I'm not sure and i did because they set a goal of 20 miles out from the city mm-hmm. and i was like i don't believe that that boat made it 20 miles in 13 minutes oh like that's a little under 120 miles an hour no shot and that boat cannot go that no fast. shot and so i'm like like that bomb would have affected the city as well i like okay so like <laughs> as i started thinking about this more and more and then i like i got i had to get online and i did a little bit of research <laughs> yeah so the strongest nuke that the u.s military has currently is the b-83 which i'm assuming if you're dealing with a giant monster you're probably going to use the strongest nuclear weapon you have so i use that as my reference the b-83 has a 20 mile blast radius i was like okay perfect that makes sense they said 20 miles but first of all that's like cutting it very close putting it right at the edge of the blast radius but also the blast radius is just the initial explosion yeah, yeah, the yeah. the radius of the fallout like is what, way feet? bigger than that. Uh, 50 50 miles or something yeah, so, yeah it's ginormous like I, I couldn't find a precise number for it because obviously like the radiation radius is going to change depending on wind currents and things like that but like it's definitely bigger than 20 miles oh for sure yeah i mean you have the initial blast that's like 
zone zero and then zone one is like you know the closer loop around it which is basically just 100 percent destroyed like if you look up nuclear i mean they did this way back when when they tested all this nuclear stuff out there are zones yeah. like you said and if that one zone of just the blast radius is 20 miles that's a problem yeah and one there's definitely going to be another giant tsunami wave coming into the city. <laughs> so. Yep, yep. so you have the tsunami from the blast, the actual blast, because like we talked about, there's no way that boat made it 20 miles offshore. Yeah, no shot. So the actual blast would hit the city. The fallout would turn half of California into a quarantine zone for years. Mm-hmm. I, I just, there's a lot going know. wrong that there, was, yeah. There was a lot going wrong there. <laughs> I, I wonder like if it would have been a better decision to like have the boat go out there and then sink the boat and have the like the nuclear bomb blow up underwater, which is like if you Google nuclear tests, you, you see them. They actually explode it, them I underwater. Mean, it would. I think that would only prevent the explosion problems and radiation. I don't know. I don't know that it would because then you're just like a bomb of that size that close to the shore like there's no way half of america would be, would be fucked for a long time after for that. sure for sure yeah yeah i mean you know those are the after effects of the movie that we didn't have to really think about <laughs> so, yeah all that so we saw was basically the blow, blowing up the grip of the bomb the monsters dying and then uh the other monster surviving basically everything except the military stuff was great yeah unfortunately there is a lot of military stuff in this movie but on the plus side it's pretty easy to ignore yeah i can see that i agree and so like even even though we complained a lot about all the stupid stuff that the the military did in this movie it it didn't like i still really really enjoyed the movie yeah I, i mean i did too like i said it was like a an easy fun to watch movie that like didn't really require a lot of thinking quite honestly and i think people love that i don't know i mean then again people like you know inception too so it's like but yeah, it was a good movie yeah and it was it was like a very nice fantasized movie about like disaster that you know we don't think is possible currently but you know is a possible could be a possibility if there's ever a giant monster coming up from the ground <laughs> yeah i mean were they what like there was like some random mining operation and then yep. they were like oh yeah we just like found this giant skeleton <laughs> underground <laughs> and, and a uh, sterile egg yeah yeah i mean imagine if I, that, I, 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 that that would i don't know what happened if me either well, i think the i i like i guess i didn't really like grasp it. i wasn't sure while i was watching the movie because i was like like what skeleton is this like i was like is this like some other random monster or is this like one of the mutos but then i was like i i think like after thinking about it for a while i think that the idea was that the skeleton is like like another one of the same species as godzilla i think so yeah because it was like the long tail and the giant like spinal things but then i don't honestly understand why there was a a muto there like the egg at least oh because well we know that godzilla is radioactive oh. and so maybe they like killed it and then it it laid its babies like in inside of the other one yeah oh that's genius actual but anyway mm. i like 
I, I also, I have no idea like what would happen if we found a, a giant skeleton like that in real life. But also, I don't <laughs> think it would be, I, I don't think it would be like a mining accident because we have like such good uh, technology for like seeing what's underground. Yeah. Like you can like send sonar pulses through the earth and then like map out things that are underground yeah. way before you would ever see them with your own eyes. Oh yeah. And imagine imagine the uh, extensive testing that would have to go on, right? For for them to start doing like a digging site like that. Yeah. And then, like that giant cavern they didn't notice. Like hello. Pretty crazy. But yeah, that uh that's Godzilla. That's the movie so, for you. Freaking loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I don't think I'll change my rating. Maybe I'll drop it down to a 90. But I don't know. I think it was a very fun, enjoyable movie that has like a different kind of vibe to it than most other ones. Yeah. Definitely um, give it a watch. Let's move on to trivia. Let's do it. All right. So we've actually got a fair number of factoids here. First one is originally Dr. Sarazawa was introduced was to introduce the monster as Godzilla, but Ken Watanabe, who's the actor who played Dr. Sarazawa, asked the filmmakers to use the original Japanese name, Gojira. Oh, that's why. I was wondering what that was about. And because like even the subtitles, they spelt it differently. Yeah. Very cool. Second piece of trivia here. Toho Studios, which is the movie studio that made the original Godzilla movies, provided the sound designer, Eric Adel, with the original 1954 recording of Godzilla's roar, he then modified it to sound more organic. Wow, that's pretty cool. So he had the, I mean, he obviously had the Godzilla sound, but he didn't have the other monster sounds. Yeah, the, um, the Mutos were original to this movie. They're, okay. they're not from any of the older movies. Okay, okay. Very cool. Wow, that must have been like fun for him to play with, like getting the original audio from like, the original Godzilla, like, ooh. Yeah. Director Gareth Edwards and the design group reviewed all the previous incarnations of Godzilla's design for inspiration on the final design. Uh, there's a quote here. He said, the way I tried to view it was, imagine Godzilla was a real creature and someone from Toho saw him in the 1950s and then ran back to their studio to make a movie about this creature and they were trying their best to remember him and draw him. And in our film, you get to see him for real. It was important that this felt like a Toho Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's that's a cool, good way to think about it. Yeah. Okay. Next piece of trivia here is that the skydiving sequence was actually shot by a real life team of professional skydiving photographers. Oh, that's sick. I love that. Good for them. That reminds me yeah. of like my coworker that's also low-key professional skydiver that's cool yeah brian cranston had to wear a wig for his scenes due to finishing breaking bad just days before filming the movie uh, it says cranston was initially ready to decline the offer after being approached assuming that the film was going to be silly however director gareth edwards's passion for the film and his previous film monsters impressed cranston enough to read the script and join the film Despite hmm. his positive opinion on the film, Cranston later said that killing off Joe Brody early in the film was a narrative mistake. Yep. Thank you. I mean, he was probably also kind of peeved off about it that he yeah. died off so fucking fast. 
Yeah, he could have he could have done way more. Yeah. And he's like one of the legendary actors, so I doubt he was cheap. Maybe they just had to they had a budget cut. They had to stay in the budget. <laughs> With their hundred and sixty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. He was just too expensive, bro. Probably like a million dollars a day. <laughs> this last one I is not like doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the movie itself but they tied it in because there's a scene in the movie in honolulu in hawaii where uh, a little girl notices the ocean like pulling away very quickly from the shore yeah and she tells her father and her father tells everyone to run because that's like a very obvious sign of a tsunami right and this this fact here says in 2004 in the united kingdom a 10-year-old named Tilly Smith learned about the warning signs of tsunamis, and less than two weeks later, she used that knowledge to save nearly a 100 tourists in Thailand by warning them of an oncoming tsunami caused by the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake. Whoa, no way. That's pretty cool. Like She like literally just learned about it in school, and then on vacation, she's like, Hey, I think a tsunami is coming. <laughs> imagine, bro. I'm like, imagine like trying, like listening to a little girl trying to tell you a tsunami is coming. You're like, what do you know? You know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Good for that little girl. I like that they put that in there. They kind of tied it in, I guess, with that because she also saved people's lives. Yeah. Although a lot of them also died. <laughs> also true because they like, they you can't outrun a tsunami no. like that. <laughs> no. And that was also kind of one of the cringe scenes when they went to the, uh, the little, the double doors and the yeah. glass didn't break yeah I, oh i honestly mm. i completely forgot about that but i definitely remember thinking that when it happened i was like those doors aren't strong enough no shot like no you can kick the glass and it would break <laughs> like imagine tons and tons, and tons of water i've literally seen like security footage of like people at stores like you know how like sometimes because you have like the the sliding doors where like it looks like two doors but only one of them moves. yes and they run and like you see it. you see videos of people walking into the wrong door yeah, <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it doesn't move out of the way and then they just shatter the glass by just like smacking into it with their body right right <laughs> that's what i thought too i was like there's no way this fucking door and these glass is gonna hold up against this giant wave yeah but I'm glad they didn't die with the little girl without one said. A lot of other people did, though. Yeah, true. But we didn't care about them. They weren't <laughs> the <main> focus here. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's all of our trivia. Awesome. Good stuff. So, good trivia yeah. for a good little movie. And would like to take this opportunity to say if anyone listening also loves this movie, or if you did not love this movie, if you absolutely hate this movie and want to tell us that we're dumb and stupid and don't know what good film is um you know go ahead and let us know you can send yeah. an email to casualfanaticpod at gmail.com or you can yell at us on twitter at cashfanpod. <laughs> don't let us know no please let us know i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> now they're gonna get confused right, <laughs> My gosh, right. Should, should i should i oh, say wait, something wait. or should i not say something wait what yeah at us tell us what you think we should watch next what you would like us to review and whatnot just let us know this is a lot of fun we do this for the viewers um and thank you to again everyone who listens yeah and uh i hope you guys have enjoyed our uh slightly different format that we're trying out here mm -hmm. that's also also uh share share your opinion on that yes I know what you guys think yeah and 
as usual, if you would like to help to support this podcast, the best thing that you can do for us is to simply tell other people about the podcast, get more people listening because we just crave your sweet, sweet ears. Mm-hmm. Hit that share button and send it to your family and friends. Go to work, put a poster up on the break room fridge. Facts. <laughs> Especially if it's like a movie that you know one of them hates or loves, you know? Yeah. Perfect. This has been Casual Fanatic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.